If you liked hearing Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson provide secrets on negotiating for total compensation, dealing with microaggressions, or simply being able to just be your authentic self, then welcome to season two of Secrets. Are you one of the only on your job? Do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions? Have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how? Welcome to Secrets Season 2, a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years. Now they want to share their adventures, pitfalls, and C-suite secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started. Here are your hosts. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Secrets. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Ricky, what's going on? What's on your mind today, my friend? Well, look, man, after hearing our episode on the impact of COVID on underrepresented employees, a listener sent us a letter to ask us about how to find work-life balance one year into COVID. Yeah, it's a good question. It really is. So out of respect for our Secrets community, I won't read the whole letter or provide the listener's name. However, I do want to read part of the letter, right? Because I think you will be able to get the gist of things when I read this to you. So quickly, it says, working from home for the past year has been great because I have not had to travel as I was away from home for about 50% of the year. Mm -hmm. I've been able to spend quality time with my immediate family on a consistent basis while developing a routine to assist my kids with their work. Lastly, I have been able to find new ways to have frequent family discussions about disparities with respect to health care and COVID, and more importantly, about why racism exists and how they are viewed differently as black boys and girls in this world. Looks good combo. So my question for you is, I take my dual role as a father and an activist within my community very seriously, but how can I find the right work-life balance when my company seems to care more about their bottom line than the impact that COVID is having on me and people that look like me. Oh, boy. Well, if you didn't hear my mic drop, I have a virtual mic and I'm dropping it right now, right? Because herein lies the dilemma. The dilemma. (laughs) You know, that we have, right? Like we've been in this game for more than a year. Some of us have been battling the virtual work stuff for much longer, even longer than that. Yeah, much That's longer right. than that, dude. And you're, it, this letter was great. It's hard to find that balance, and I feel what he's saying. We've been programmed for so long to work 8, 10, 12, 16, 20 hours a day. Then on top of that, work to support our community. And then we have to find some time to unwind. If you can even do that. If you can do it, right? And so we know that that didn't work too well before the pandemic, and it's even tougher now during COVID because so many of us are at home all the time, and shit just blends together. (laughs) Exactly. Look, true, man. So we want to dive in today into that letter and offer our listeners, especially, you know, that brother too, right? Some listeners, some advice on how to find some balance in these crazy pandemic times. Yeah. So in today's episode, we'll discuss 
what is the new normal? What's the new normal during and after the pandemic? What does the world look like? We'll also talk about how COVID has impacted work-life balance of underrepresented employees. And as always, we'll bring those receipts to bring that point home. And we'll close out with four secrets today on how to find a better work-life balance during the continued pandemic. So look, Keith, man, I keep hearing people talk about like the new normal, oh, yeah. the new normal, right? <laughs> and I know the hours that I've been putting in. I know how I was working before. Yep. Everybody was working, yeah. you know, remotely, right? But now it seems like, man, I'm getting up in the morning. That computer is still That's there. That's right. Like, Can't wash your face. Exactly. I, like, and you know, if that call starts at a certain amount of time, and I, you doing just enough to get dressed up from the chest up. Yes, you know what I'm that's saying? Right. That's right. <laughs> You're doing just enough there, but the remote work is here to stay. That right? is true. Like it's really not going. It was already here in certain instances. In certain, but now yeah. everybody is, is doing it. We've now seen people, it now. People were scared. People are realizing it can be done. Right? That's right. So the quality of the work and the quality of the life are more important than the quantity of hours spent at the office. No doubt. So let me just repeat that for folks in terms of like this new normal, right? The quality of the work and the quality of life are more important than the quantity of hours spent at the office, right? Because yeah. now we get at least two, three more hours out of you, depending on where you live or yeah. reside, because you don't have to be in traffic. That's right. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. Companies are also realizing huge cost savings, but by not having to support physical workspaces. Absolutely. It's saving a ton of money, Ricky. Trust right, me. Right. So if we give you a little stipend, you know, to get your little computer, a, a mouse, little chair, a screen, a little fancy chair. or stuff like that, it's still nothing compared to what it would have cost for. Uh, and now you're using your own air conditioning and heat. Right. You know, all of that stuff. <laughs> like, Make it over. At the end of the day, this is what I'm telling you. This is a new normal because we've taken some of those costs out of the PL now. That's right? right. We're writing and we've been able to still make a profit. Yes. So it's like, why do we want to go back go to the back old to model? That. You we know? ain't doing that. We ain't <laughs> doing that. Do it. It's gonna be much smaller spaces going forward, trust and believe. Right. And these new ways of doing business are here to stay. You think about Going forward, there's going to be many, many more video meetings versus people traveling. So those travel budgets going to get cut. They're going to tell people to stay at home, get on Zoom because we can do it, right? Mm -hmm. The hybrid meetings and training. So now you'll have a combination of like in-person and people on the phone or on the screen doing meetings and trainings. And I think People who are in kind of that conference business and these cities that are used to these big conferences that are used to coming to town, they're probably going to be in trouble. Yeah, I think a lot of that's going virtual. Yeah, they're going to be struggling. And look, I mean, it's benefiting you and I, too, right? Because we think about how many people that we can impact and touch. And look, as much as we love going city to city and talking to different um, cohorts of uh, students and individuals who are trying to get to, uh, you know, up the corporate ladder. I mean, it took a toll on us, man. We'd have to travel. It'd take us two or three days to kind of do like yeah. maybe an hour thing. That's or right. Maybe even like, yeah, yeah. And even trying to do like a meet and greet, you know, now everything is virtual. So whereas we might have only been able to do two events right. in a week. Right. Now we can do two or three events in a day. In a day. <laughs> you know, so again, if we're talking about the model, right? why would you really want to change it if you can deliver the same outcome, mm -hmm. you know, as these companies are still able to deliver revenue and access to the shareholders, 
Why would you change the model? Why would you change the model? <laughs> you know? No doubt about it. I think the other thing that you'll see in response to all of the chaos and the racism and police brutality that happened last year, you are seeing an increase in actually affinity groups and mm-hmm. employee resource groups as well, which I think is a good outcome. And, you know, finally, companies are embracing that more and more as something that's necessary. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. I think, in you know, in terms of like new benefits, like there are going to be some new benefits that will become like the new standard, you know, as well. So increased mental health coverage. So we've always had, for the most part, companies have always had mental health coverage. Now they're going to be really promoting that, you yeah. know, even more for sure than they did before, right? Because and again, giving you more than an hour a month, hopefully, or whatever it was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think child care and parental care benefits also important because. Again, many of us haven't been able to see our parents, right. you know, for a while. I mean, look, you haven't been able to see your mom for a long oh, time. That's right. It's been over a year. Yeah, I haven't been able to see my mom or dad for a long time. And I mean, so again, some of those parental care benefits, because some of our listeners and some of the relatives that we know have had, you yeah, know, COVID. have had right? COVID. That's right. And they still have some of those lingering effects. So again, we're going to have to come out with uh, some of those things. I think a couple of other ones are paid family leave, as we've been kind of talking about. Like, we're going to really have to look at what that looks like. What that looks like. Maybe we'll get over the hurdle on the national level. Right. And then I think flexible work days and work hours, right? Because everybody's situation is different, right? Yeah, people realize that now. If you have children, if you have, depending on what your bandwidth is at the house, everybody can't be on Zoom calls or in meetings, and then you got to make dinner, and then you got to clean the right, house. And right. Everybody can't do that stuff at the same time, so That's we're right. gonna have to come up with some flexible work hours. Now, I know all of our managers aren't skilled enough to be prepared for these things, right, right. but in terms of solutions, these are some things that are gonna happen as we start talking about what this world or this, you know, this life looks like post, like during the pandemic and, yeah, and, and, and beyond. Right? Absolutely, and an interesting paradox that I think a lot of us will be contending with. Well, remote work has kind of made us more empathetic to those daily challenges that you just talked about, you know, dealing with the kids and all the pets and everything else while you're at home. But it's also increased kind of some harmful and kind of microaggressive behavior too at the end of the day. For example, people want you to have your face on video. All the time. All the time. But they don't know what's going on. There are all kinds of reasons why you, why you may not be able to be on video. Right, right, right. To think about, you know, people asking what's behind your background, you know, trying to get into your business and see what's going on in your household so they can make some judgments about that. Yeah, or, or it's like, you know, you might even have artifacts or, you know, something up and people are like, oh, what's that fist, you know, back there? Uh-huh. All, that, all that black power thing, right. you know, or, right. you know, what is a Cesar Chavez picture back there? I mean, it's just so many different things where people are starting to, you're opening yourself up yeah you know for scrutiny here and it's not always so cute when your kids come in and interrupt that meeting that's right it's not always so it's cute. not always cute the right. cat comes scampering yeah. across the thing I mean, and because, scratch you or something because i don't know how everybody else's household is but i know some of the households that i know yeah that might get your ass whooping yeah, like yeah, you know what i'm saying right. like so again we don't want and, and it's a natural reflex so that's why like you hold yourself back because pop. it's because it's because it's one thing to be out in public but when you're in your own house that's right you know what i'm saying you're supposed to be able to parent you know and do your thing right but i totally get it but again this has opened up floodgates a little bit here for right? sure and i think for black women too it's just like 
like natural hair. People are seeing the natural hair because you can't get to the beauty oh, parlor. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, so exactly. now you, your natural hair is starting to show up. People are asking questions. Oh, even about, some of, they can't touch it now, but they still asking questions. Yeah, but even some of us brothers, you, can't, brothers get to, you can't get your fade you right. You can't get, can't get right. your line right. right. You know, like right. all of these things, like just opening ourselves up. And like our listener pointed out, systemic racism and issues in our community are not going away. I mean, they've been happening. Yeah as long as we can remember it in my lifetime right? like they've been happening and we've been able to kind of compartmentalize that and put that in a box mm-hmm. we're not doing now. that now right at the point where you hit where you have the dominant culture starting to have conflict with some of their brethren's behavior yes now you're gonna have some real issues you know kind of happening right no you doubt. know but now we have to cope and interact differently no right doubt. because people are gonna start holding you accountable for stuff right no, they're gonna they ask sure you. Are. They, they're gonna ask you specifically about yeah. you know if we want to really dig into it they're gonna ask you about that next like executive committee position mm-hmm. they're gonna ask you about that board right. they're gonna ask you about the number of vps they're gonna ask you how come we don't have any hispanics right. you know uh, mm-hmm. in, in that row? how come we don't have any asians how come we don't have any black or how come we don't have any women like right. they're gonna be asking about that before you could have probably told them something yeah well we know better now now you can't just tell them that's anything. why we're gonna do better yeah yeah now you can't just tell them anything <laughs> you know right. no doubt no doubt as i'm thinking though keith on the impact on the underrepresented employees. I really think about like women, right? Mm -hmm. Women, as we start thinking about workplaces, they often place a disproportionate burden on female workers to not only do their job, but to provide emotional support to the organization. That's so true. And (laughs) combine this with the fact that historically, women have also been responsible for the majority of work at home. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they can't catch a break. Can't catch a break. And it's gotten worse now because at least you get away from the kids for a few minutes, you know, a couple hours when Mm -hmm. you got to go into the office or whatever it is. You can't even run now. Yeah, I mean, because think about it. You may have had some help at home, whether you had someone helping clean up the house or someone helping prepare some of the meals. You don't want people coming in and out of your house and tracking in. That's right. You You know know what? Exactly. So, and I I think the other thing is even being able to travel a little bit and try to set up something where maybe your parents or in-laws or something like that, like everybody is going for self. Yes. You know, right now, right? So Mm -hmm. all of these things of this community, this village that you had before to help you do things. Right. It don't really exist like that. It really don't. Like this, there's there's like a new normal. So it's going to take us a long time. Before you get comfortable, like if they told you today, Keith, hey, I got a free ticket for you to fly across the country to go here on vacation, this, yep. that, the other. You kind of have your side eye up, right? Because you're ain't like, going. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's like, OK, I can get this. But like in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm thinking, do I really want to go back to work and be like in a room full of people when I know how it's been impacting. It's one thing to go and I'm there for the job and we support and blah, blah, blah. But now I'm going to probably take some shit back home with me. Right. There's a strong... The strong possibility <laughs> on one of those flights or whatever, a meeting or whatever it is. I mean, look, they were about a year ago this time, maybe March-ish, 
April-ish, people was getting real serious. They was monitoring how many people went in the grocery store. They was wiping down the racks. Yeah. They was all oh, that's gone. So, yeah, not, well, now they hand you the sanitizer until you wipe the shit off yourself. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you are. Yeah, they, and, and they tell you, y'all monitor yourselves. That's right. You know? How that's going to work. But again, you start thinking about that new normal, mm-hmm. you know, here now is you have to, there's a lot of pressure on you to figure out what works for you individually, what works for your family. Yeah. And you still got to do your job. You still got to do the job. That's right. And and this impact is, is real, Ricky. I mean, this isn't a receipt, but it's still prevalent to what we're talking about. The American Psychological Association pointed out that the pandemic has increased disparities and in stress among women. And especially women of color in particular are more likely to be exposed to the coronavirus due to working in these assistant positions that we've talked about before. They're also homeschooling children, caregiving for parents and having to find child care. And there's a significant financial impact for women because they're unable to find work due to their increased responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And even prior to the pandemic. We already knew about these pay inequities that we talked about before, but they've just kind of exasperated during the pandemic. And amid these challenges, women of color in particular are experiencing significant race-related stress due to continued killings of unarmed black individuals. They're worried about their black babies yeah. and their black husbands. Yeah. No, I hear you. I <laughs> Getting mean, it's, killed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, not to, to make light of it, but this stuff is so serious. I mean, I think about if you and I are in the studio recording and, and we come up with an idea and we're re- recording a little late, I'm starting to get text messages. Uh, uh, bro, you, you good? Yeah, you good? You Everything coming home okay, anytime right? soon? Like, hey, you know, like making sure ain't nothing going on mm-hmm. here, you know? But, but again, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to it. Look, KP, although we do have a large number of people, managers, and leaders really trying to make accommodations for virtual work environments, we do have a few bad leaders who are basically showing out right now. Showing their right? ass. Like they just, they're looking at this as an opportunity to try to get up. And we've talked about yep. in our previous episode about how many men are actually getting promoted. Yeah. You know, right now. Yeah, right? no doubt. Now, again, I'm not going to mention any names, but here is a real life example of what a listener communicated to me recently. Mm-hmm. And again, to our listeners out there, if there's a story you want to tell, you feel free to reach out there to us. We will, tell not, it. we will not put you on blast. We will make sure. But you'll know we're telling your story. <laughs> That's okay? right. But during a regular virtual team meeting, this individual, a black male, was unable to keep his camera on for the duration of the two-hour meeting because of bandwidth issues and his kids' virtual schooling schedules. Just regular shit. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah what I'm just saying? Like, stuff. What, what nothing, you know, different right. than what we all go exactly. through, right? Nothing shady. Now, although this brother is the number one sales leader for his territory and was well above his sales plan or targets and on the call for the entire time, did not drop off. Because you could be on a call and be yeah, on mute. absolutely. Okay? His manager, white male, I'm not making this about race, but I'm just pointing something out here. His manager, which was a white male, unbeknownst to the brother, his manager was literally counting the number of times he went off screen and was timing it as well. Oh, my God. So I ain't he making has, this shit up. He have nothing else to do, man. I ain't making this shit up, right? Forget about the numbers <laughs> and everything else. I'm trying to find something, right? When the manager addressed him. With this information during their regular one-on-one, not in the moment or anything like that, during their regular one-on-one meeting, he began the discussion to the brother saying, now it seemed to me that you were not engaged in our meeting because you turned off your camera X amount of times and that was about X amount of minutes. Unbelievable. Now, 
Don't tell me that you had bandwidth issues. <laughs> so, look, I'm laughing, but I feel horrible for the uh-uh. brother that he had to, like, walk this fine line. But is this really the game that we're playing right now? This is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I like, 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 Look, I wanted to spit at the screen for him, right? Like, like, man, get out of here. You know, it's like, not in the... In the back of your mind, I mean, now this is not my corporate voice. This is Ricky talking to Ricky. I'm like, did this motherfucker just ask me what I thought he asked me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me it's bandwidth issues or this, that, that. Then I don't know what you want me to tell well, you. Well, you want me to tell you that? <laughs> so anyway. You're so, right. So, I'm not engaged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you. But again. A wise one. You know, as we're talking about these stories, though, Keith, I mean, this is the stuff that we're, that's kind of coming in and out. No, right it's now. true. And I see more people being more aggressive and just calling people out as opposed to, like, inviting people in. Mm-hmm. Right? You get on these calls and it's just like, for some reason, people have just kind of lost their mind and they feel like they can just say anything. Man. Right. Yeah, they're getting these. They're getting these internet muscles, man. These virtual muscles, right? right? Uh-huh. Yes. Or they get in the chat box and they just start saying any kind of just shit. Saying, well, saying a lot of slick shit. They slick get real, shit. real tight at the tonsils, man. You right. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. writing checks. Yeah. Over here writing a lot of checks, mm-hmm. right? So look, man. Because at the end of the day, it's not even worth it for me to lose my job telling you something over the chat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to do that, right? So the impact here, I know we're joking around about this stuff, but the impact here is the facts and the science have proven that the ability to have a healthy work-life balance during COVID has disproportionately impacted women, black people, and other people of color. No like doubt. We're, we're talking about this stuff, yeah. you know, right now. Like, And we can kind of joke about it a little bit, but I guarantee you, you go out there, Two out of five friends, and when you talk to them about some stuff going on, they're going to be able to tell you some of these little stories. Oh, no doubt. There is no doubt. Because they're telling them to us. They told to us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right. And we see them. We experience them almost every day ourselves, right? And so the moral of the story in this thing is that it's absolutely critical for us to create space to find a balance between work and our home lives. And we've talked about this before, but it's also just important for our organizations to allow us to find this balance without the fear of retribution. Don't be counting my minutes and the number of times I'd have clicked off the damn camera. Exactly. We over here counting, man, you know? So look, the potential negative outcomes of COVID on work-life balance. I mean, the first one that comes to me is, I mean, it's just increased stress. Yeah. I mean, we're already over here walking around with our third eye on. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're already over here trying to make sure that you got enough to just pay your bills and that you got some food. And, and let's not talk about running out of toilet paper. Right. You right. know, or trying to find some hand sanitizer, like stuff like stuff And like it's one that. of those things where it's like, I need to stay on this meeting, but I know if I don't run on over here to Costco. Real quick. <laughs> It could be a wrap in this house. (laughs) Right. I mean, and if you used to two and three ply toilet paper and now you got this paper mache toilet paper, (laughs) you in trouble. You in trouble. But I mean, we're joking about it, but the stress here though is is so much that we're worried about now in terms of your kids, you know, being out. You know, and you know, being out too late Mm -hmm. or potentially getting something and bringing it and back bringing home it, yep. or being away at school. You know, we got nieces and nephews and kids who are away at college right now and they're kind of suffering, right? Because yeah. they can't be around their families. That's right. You know, they hold the up in the room. Stuff. Like, man, that's a lot of stress, a lot of stress to be able to kind of deal with all of these things. Yeah, right? no doubt. And having this 
unbalanced work-life balance, it compromises your physical and emotional health, like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kid at college who they have to stay in their room, so they're literally just going to college remotely, just hold up in the room all by themselves. And we still paying regular college prices still, now. Still paying that ain't no tuition. Discount. Ain't no discount ain't, on ain't tuition. Ain't no discount on tuition, right? And just people not moving around. Right, because you're stuck in the house all day. Right, can't go to the gym, not getting outside and exercising. All of those just sitting there in front of a Zoom yeah. <laughs> screen all yeah. day, computer screen. That's bad for your eyes. Everything else. So all of that stuff is just compromising our health. Yeah, look, in the year into this, I mean, I'm just thinking about me personally. I mean, it's critical as we're thinking about potential negative outcomes. That the reality is that you can just get burned out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man. I got to tell you, I mean, we generally try to get out the country right after Christmas and New Year's and stuff, and we shut down at work and all of those things. If you already have a project going on, too, and now you got this stuff going, then we had the election, you yeah. know, kind of happening. Like, man. I, yeah, people are tired. It ain't and really and nobody's taking vacation. Because you almost ask yourself, why, why should I take vacation when all I'm going to be doing is sitting at home? Yeah, well, my thing is, like, and even if that's the case, I think it's mandatory that you even do that. You right. know what I'm because, but, but the thing is, is people know you're at home, so they call and ask you for something real quick. Yeah. Well, we know you're at home. I mean, where else right. you going to be? Where else you, you going to be? Right. I don't so, care if you're on vacation or not. But when you think about all of those things and the pressure of whatever your projects or your deliverables are at that point in time, you think about the stuff going on with the insurrection and the election before that and, you know, all of these it's just burnout, man. It's just at some point. Yeah. Like if you're working or if your day starts at around 5, 5.30 and you're staying up late so that you can get your work done while the kids is doing yeah. something else, you turn around, you look, it's 8, 9 o'clock at night. You might be able to get you a few hours of sleep, but it's time to run it back. Run it back. Do it again. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And you can't do that forever. I mean, that just leads to lower productivity over yeah. time. You just can't do it. Yeah. And, and not to mention the actual real health issues. Yeah, no doubt. So, again, I mean, all of this stuff just piles up with the, the burnout, the lower productivity, all of those things, the health impacts. But, again, as Ricky always says, you don't have to believe all of our emotion and believe us. <laughs> yeah, you know, they think we just talking, Keith. Sometimes we just talking. And then look, and I, I get it. When we get to talking, sometimes we can just go down a rabbit hole, right? <laughs> but there are some actual things that we call receipts. Receipts, baby. That like back up what we're talking about. Like we don't just come up and just talk about shit. That's right. Okay, like we actually... We use the data and the facts. Exactly. Imagine that, right? We research it because at the end of the day, I know I'm not crazy. Right. Okay. And neither and, are you. Neither <laughs> are you listeners. Y'all ain't crazy. And to point this out, Keith, why don't you hit him with some of those receipts for Absolutely. Us, and so today we'll share some stats on how workers are feeling about or dealing with working from home. And we'll point out how workers and companies are responding to questions around work-life balance during COVID and their plans kind of after COVID. So the first receipt for you today, a study by a Morning Consult found upwards of 86% of remote workers in the U.S. are actually satisfied with the current arrangements, right? 47% are even very satisfied, even if that means they have to work from home in their bedrooms or their closets, for that matter. Because for the first time in a long time, we actually have control over kind of some of our day-to-day life mm-hmm. and, and when and how we can do things. And clear majorities say it has given them more time during the day 
actually improved their health and brought them closer to their family members without significantly impacting productivity. And among Americans who have careers where remote work is actually possible, which is a whole nother discussion, more than three quarters would like to work remotely at least one day a week after the pandemic. And a similar share of this group say that they'd be more likely to apply for a job that offers remote work options going forward. Look, man, I mean, I really appreciate that statistic and that that receipt. Because that's just what our listener, our reader, yeah. our readers and listeners yeah. were, were talking about when we read the letter earlier. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he was that's saying. That's exactly like, what he was saying. Like, because of COVID, he's been able to yeah. spend time with his family, do mm-hmm. some of those things. And people are saying, you know what? I don't want this to stop. I like that. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I like this, that. This makes sense to me, right? Which brings me to receipt number two. Now, look. I don't want to sound like doomsday, okay? <laughs> but what I do want to sound like is reality, yes, right? Like as, right. as we're kind of talking about the impacts, and I know last week we talked about some stuff related to COVID also and how it's impacting black and brown communities and women, you know, in particular. Well, check this receipt out right here. So the New York Times Magazine published an article late last year speaking specifically to the deadly racial disparities of COVID in America. Areas with large populations of black people were revealed to have disproportionate and devastating death rates. Okay, so I'm going to read some of this stuff to you. Not making it up. Okay, check out these stats in Louisiana. While making up 33 percent of the population, black people accounted for 70 percent of the dead at the time the article was published. Mm, mm, 70 percent. In Michigan, black people make up 14% of the population, but 40% of the deaths. Now, we're not even talking about the water crisis from from before. We're talking about COVID, you know, now, right? A new situation. In Wisconsin, and I know some people like, Wisconsin? Black people in Wisconsin? Well, (laughs) lots of black people in Wisconsin, right? So blacks make up only 7% of the population, but 33% of the deaths. And to bring that, like to double click on that just a little bit, in Milwaukee alone in Wisconsin, 39% of the population is black. Mm-hmm. And 71% of the COVID deaths were black people. Mm. <laughs> okay, 71%. In Mississippi, black people are 38% of the population, but account for 61% of the total deaths in the state. Now, look, these are just stats from a few notable U.S. cities. Yeah. yeah. Right? And... Granted, they're not some of the the largest ones, but they have a large population of impacts, you know, there. Right. So, however, the numbers are even more staggering in other countries, as we've seen as a whole. Like this shit is crazy. Right. Like with numbers like this, do you really expect my mind to be 100 percent on work or turning on my damn camera doing a call? Yeah, seriously, seriously. <laughs> you, you can't do it. So this is the flip side of the coin. People yeah. who can work remotely love it, but also just the impact on our community and what it's doing to us in terms of being able to find that balance is just just incredible. Our third receipt is, according to a small biz trends survey, 67 percent of workers feel like they do not have the appropriate work life balance. Right. And over 25% of their work is actually done outside of what we would consider normal working hours. In fact, 28% of people start their workday before 8.30 in the morning. And even 5%, you're probably part of that 5%, Ricky, (laughs) start their day before 7 a.m. 
And moreover, when you look at this, only 23 percent of companies actually believe they are promoting work life balance, according to a Deloitte survey, even though the survey also points out that companies that actually promote work life balance record two times more productivity than companies who do not promote appropriate work-life balance. So the interesting thing here, again, another paradox. So people are not still not finding the balance and companies are admitting that they have a problem with helping people find the balance. So it seems like some kind of conversation needs to be happening here to try and close this gap because shit don't make sense. If we really want to, if we really want to close the gap, that's (laughs) right. That's right. We'll close the gap as long as it don't affect my bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, but uh, uh, I need to keep making this money. That's right. So look, receipt number four, according to an S and P global survey of major corporations, Fewer businesses have faced major disruption than expected to. So, look, we thought it was going to be way worse than what it actually is. Right. Some 13 percent of organizations say that they have experienced a major disruption, i.e. loss of major client, inability to meet debt obligations. A new work from home standard is here to stay for most companies. So two thirds of organizations at 67 percent expect expanded or universal work from home policies implemented in response to the outbreak that will remain in place long term or permanently. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. So new normal. It it ain't going away. Ain't going away. Many businesses expect to spend more on employee communication and collaboration. Forty three percent. Mobile devices and services, 37%. Bandwidth and network capacity, 32%. And information security, 28%, among other things, right? So that's uh-huh. where the focus yeah, you know, is going to be, right? Nearly half of organizations with office space say they expect to reduce their physical office footprint as a result of the coronavirus outbreak. More than 20% expect to reduce it by more than 25%. Finally, many businesses are seeking flexible terms from suppliers. Just over half of organizations agree that they are offering to adjust the terms of leases, licenses, or contracts for their customers. All of this points to the fact that companies are adjusting and moving on. So you should adjust your work habits as well, right? We said no don't doubt. get caught slipping. This. That's don't right. get caught slipping, Don't man. get caught slipping. So, so, so we know, based off of that receipt alone, okay, that... If a company owns their facility or facilities, they could use that as a way to bring in revenue. Yeah. Okay. That's right. We also know that if they don't own it and they're leasing, maybe they don't need to lease as much property or space as they had before. That's right. So they want you to stay. I mean, we're just breaking it down simplistically. Yeah. That's basically what this means. So again... This shit ain't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. So, so, so get, all those so get kids that are used to getting those snacks at work, that's going to cut out. Now, they, <laughs> exactly. may pay your, they pay your internet bill going forward, but you ain't getting no more snacks. But yeah, but yeah, because you, you, know, you figure some of these um, tech companies who predicated the value proposition for that that job is you can get your cleaning done at work. We right. got child care here. You got food, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Mm-hmm. We got the gym. We got all these things. Like all that shit right there. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's not really like a positive anymore, right? Like, not that it won't be in the future, but for the foreseeable future, for the near-term future, that's not going to be something that's that's viable or people can touch, you know, right now. That's right. That's so true. So true. So, again, grab that pen. 
grab some paper because we're going to share some secrets with you. We're going to share four secrets with you today about how to find some balance in your life during COVID. And it's important for us to acknowledge that there's no such thing as a perfect work-life balance. And it does take proactive work to keep some semblance of balance. But before we dive in to the secrets, here are the four uh, in summary that we'll share with you today. First, take care of yourself. Secondly, you're going to have to reorient your perspective to what's going on now. Third, stay active and stay social. And finally, focus on quality, not quantity. So that first receipt, you really have to uh, take care of yourself in order to be able to take care of your career and take care of others in your life. And we talked about this before around setting boundaries. You're going to have to set aside time for yourself for self-care and relaxation. And if you have a partner or kids Let them help you actually plan out that time so that they'll be more respectful of it as it starts to play itself out. I mean, ultimately, everybody has to have a role. Yes. You know, like everybody has to have a role. Absolutely. The kids, look, from this time to this time, this is what you need to be doing. You need to get that work done. Yes. Coming out here asking me, what am I doing? Right. Mind your business. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, and it's like. Look, I get it. Sometimes you're going to be on meetings much longer than you anticipated. So sometimes you got to pick up the slack. You know, like it's just we didn't try to get here. Right. You know what I mean? We We didn't didn't plan. We all got to pitch in. But take care of yourself first. So secret number two. Like so the pandemic has created a necessity for us to look at how we live and work differently. Yeah. Like, no doubt. We're not doing it the same. Like, literally, I got to go outside and turn on the car every couple of weeks to make sure that the battery. That's right. Yeah, that's you know right. what I'm saying? Like, yep. you got to do that. Acknowledge your feelings and don't be afraid to express them. Like, don't expect perfection or hold yourself out to be perfect. Show some self compassion for yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm not wearing a suit. For my meetings, right. right? I'm not doing these things. Like, I'm doing just enough to do this and then manage stuff that's happening around the house, yep. you know, at the same time. For I sure. might have to, because I've been on the phone all day, I know I'm going to have to leave by a certain time to go get some dinner. Yes. That's right. I mean, it's, that's right. At some point, you got to make up that bed. Yes. You got to do that stuff. That's right. That's right. And so be, be sure to tell it. people about it. That's right. Yeah. Don't this, be afraid to talk about it. And this is it. Because. They're doing the same thing on the other end. So this is where we're saying holding yourself to this level of perfection. Everyone is dealing with the same thing. That's right. So don't feel bad about it. The third secret, again, it's very important to stay active and stay social. I know this is hard. There's got to take time to exercise, breathe a little fresh air, move around, and also take time to stay connected with your friends and family. Laugh, cry, process your feelings. For me personally, I've been able to reconnect during this time with some old friends, you know, people I haven't talked to in 10, 15, even 20 years, mm-hmm. but being able to reconnect and reestablish those relationships and even build stronger connections with, with some of my other friends. And it's really made the pandemic a lot more bearable. I have to be honest at the end of the day. Yeah. So. You, you know, Keith, and to that point, I look without fail every Saturday, I would call my dad when I'm going to the cleaners or do this, that, and the other. But, you know, I realized like, you know, me and my brother, we probably didn't really get a chance to spend the time we wanted. But yep. like, hey, he can't get to the barbershop. So you're like, hey, Rick, can you cut my hair for uh-huh, me? You know what I'm saying? Like, so we spend time every week. But it's like you've been able to develop like a new affinity for your family yep. and, you know, those types of things. Right. So I think it's just 
important to figure out how to stay connected within your social bubble, all of those things, whether it's you using whatever social mediums, if you guys are using Zoom or whatever it is, even like our older relatives are learning how to use this stuff. Yeah, they are now. So it's they like, are now. FaceTime, they know yeah, how to use that. Exactly. But I think it's important to make sure that you have that connection. Look, secret number four for me is just focus on quality not quantity, mm-hmm. right? Like make this stuff count. Make sure your work product is tight. First and foremost, our workplaces are becoming less concerned about the time it took to do the work if the output is on point. Yeah. Like at the yeah. end of the day, we're talking about the desired outcome. Yes. Right? Get most, it done. Most things we do take less time than our boss or than even what we thought, you know, yeah. it would to begin with. So use the extra time to take care of yourself. Yes. Now, again, Try not to procrastinate. That's right. Don't procrastinate. That's right. But try to uh, use that extra time for yourself. Nobody knows whether you're in the office or not. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you're somewhere and it's got some good Wi-Fi and your background ain't the beach and, you know, (laughs) you with a drink in your hand, like, at the end of the day, you can be wherever you want as long as you get your work done and long as, you know, there's no break in your service. Like, you were absolutely good. So, at the end of the day, nobody knows where your office That's right. you know is That's you, right. so just keep your shit tight just keep your shit tight keep your shit tight no doubt about it so ricky this has been a really good episode and, and i hope our listeners actually enjoyed it and a shout out again to the listener who sent us that letter yeah uh, that kind of prompted us to do this episode and we encourage everyone to do that yeah. if we got stuff you want to talk about things you need to get off your chest want to ask us a question just send it to us we'll take it seriously and again if you want to hear more about this topic in particular check out our website and look at the show notes for this episode we'll have some resources there available for you to learn more and as always we ask you if you want to connect with us even more like us on uh, apple Podcasts, write a review like us on linkedin connect with us we're starting a a nice little group to have some uh, extra conversations yeah you know on linkedin to kind of double uh click on a few uh, topics. Also, buy some of that merchandise, man. We're getting ready to have, you know, a few new things out there. I'm sure you see them. We'll be promoting those on uh, LinkedIn and on our Facebook, you know, page as well. And lastly, become a patron on uh, Patreon for us. As as always, you know, we got interviews with a ton of people from Teresa Robinson to Amber Cabral. Like, we want to make sure that you get a chance to see those, those interviews in its entirety. So, again, look, everybody, keep listening. The fellowship is growing and the village is growing. So, we no, appreciate that. No doubt about it. And, Ricky, we know one way to find some balance in our lives is to enjoy a cocktail and listen to this podcast. Yeah. So, thanks for joining us today on Secrets. And remember, when we share, you transform. So, until next time, peace. Take care. Thank you all for listening today. Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends, and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Don't forget to tune in next time for more Hot Fire. Until then, cheers!